Welcome to Are You Down Presents. I am Mike, and I am joined here by Connor. Oh yeah, I'm back in the saddle. Today, Connor, we are talking about a very, very special topic. What's that again? Heartbreak. Oh, is that is that truly special, though? Oh, it's super special. I think it's so important. But before we get started, Connor, where can people find us? Find us. Social medias, you know them. You love them. You attempt to put time limits on them, but it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't. Facebook, Instagram, Are You Down Podcast, and Are You Down Presents. Of course, we're on our own website, areyoudownpodcast.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, all the stories and different pieces that Mike is working on. Um, and when you're listening to on iTunes, on iTunes or SoundCloud, like, subscribe, give us a download, leave a review, five-star rating, perhaps? I don't know. But, Mike, contact us. Because, guess what? Last night, I had a friend from college uh, text me about some of the podcasts, and we had a really, really sweet, endearing conversation. It was nice to have that. So, please... If you have anything to tell us, talk to us. We would love to talk to you about this stuff. If you fucking hate this podcast, tell us. We want to know why. I think that'd be actually really, really funny. If you do hate this podcast, let us know. I would love to get like a nice hate text. If you have so friends that hate I can throw my phone across podcast, the room. <laughs> let them know. <laughs> let them tell us too. Yeah. Um, but Connor, I think for today, because we're talking about heartbreak, I'm going to play some uh, sad, slow, a friendly advocate music. Oh, okay. And here is... The sad and slow music. Trust me, Connor, you're really gonna feel that. It's gonna be beautiful. I can't wait. Do you have Mike, do you have a go-to like song you listen to when you're feeling melancholy? Uh Love Hurts, maybe, by uh by, by R.E.M. That one's too much. Have you ever, like, blasted that one? No, I have not. I have. It's a... Uh, I think it's Automatic for the People is the album by R.E.M. And I have that album. And that's really the big song on it. And I've, like, blasted in my car before. Like, right before an indoor soccer game in, like, high school. And it was the worst game ever for me. I was just too emotionally distraught for it. So why did you listen to that before going to play a soccer game? Because I think heartbreak's so important. So (laughs) interesting motivating factor. Um, One of my go-to songs is definitely uh, uh, Goodbye in Her Eyes by uh, Zach Brown Band. That song, it rocks me to my core. Oh, Chicken Fried. No, Mike, shut up. I don't know any other Zach Brown songs. Go listen to that song. They covered Devil Went Down to Georgia. What? They covered Devil Went Down to Georgia. Cool. Yeah, that's all I have. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, so today... But now I want some chicken. Yeah, today we're we're talking about heartbreak, and I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. My whole angle, I think heartbreak is like the most important thing you can go through in life, and you need to have it. Because it makes us know we're not robots? Well, no. We'll find out through this podcast. It makes us... Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get it's to it. it's so great. It's so beautiful, but it's also one of the most ridiculous things ever. I feel like that's your angle on a lot of things. Yeah. No, it's my angle for a lot of things. But uh, I really, I believe, I think we're all on a conquest to find love. Whether you want to admit it or not, that's everyone's goal in life. And heartbreak comes with that territory. Well, love stinks. Does um, it? No. Love is I, the best I, thing I, ever. I, I have been chasing love since uh, I watched The Parent Trap, 
and they played the song where it's like, L is for the way you look at me. <laughs> I was I was moved as a seven year old kid. I was like, one, Lindsay Lohan is hot as shit, and there's two of her. Two, this song's amazing. Look at that. <laughs> it's just a plethora of opinions from the Parent Trap. The Dude, remake Parent of Trap, the Parent I think Trap. It, yeah, the, the the Disney remake of the Parent Trap. Really, uh, it set me off on a whole romantic roller coaster for sure. Yeah. Connor, have you ever been in love before? I know the listeners can't see my face, but I'm giving Mike this look like, come on. And <laughs> have you ever Mul- have your heart multiple broken? Multiple times. Oh, my God. So many times. So like, let's let's start with some examples of heartbreak, and then uh, then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Okay, what, what, what kind of example you want here? Give me the one that's the most potent for you. The most potent. So there's two I can think of that are were like re- they really resonated the hardest. Give me one. Okay, I'll just go one. Um, probably because. The first one I ever experienced was the most potent. And it's weird because I wasn't the one who was broken up with. I was the one doing the breaking up. Mm. And I felt, like, the pain from doing that. And then fast forward again because we got back together. It just compounded with my own actions. That one hurt the most. Like, I was about to go to college for the first time. And I was like, oh, I need to be, like, single and carefree, like, whatever. Like, all the cliche college bullshit. So I broke up with this girl. And, like, she was devastated. And then I got home. And, like, my parents were there. And I just, like, they're like, how are you feeling? What happened? I'm like, I broke up with this girl. And they're like, are you okay? And I broke down bawling my eyes out, like, in my kitchen for, like, an hour. Oh, jeez. Like, even though I broke up with her. And it was weird. It was like, I think I knew in that moment I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway to like do this thing that I was about to do. And it was just like the emotions of that moment like really hit me hard, like really hard. And have you had your heart broken before by someone? Yes. Yes, I have. Let me hear that one. So that one was, um, I had met this girl um, working during the summer and we had like this really like, kind of like summer kind of connection hookup type deal. Um, but I felt it was a little bit deeper. Um, in hindsight, looking back, I kind of missed some of the signs to kind of just have it fall off. But I was I bought into it. I was committed. I bought in. It was just like, let's do this thing. Like, this You're is the fun. hopeless and romantic you are. Very much so. So I bought in very hard. And um, they were gone for like a month or so doing something, and they came back. And we had this conversation, and it was like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This isn't against you. This is just something I have to do. This is my choice. And I was, de- oh my God, I was blown away. I sat there like on my bed, just like w- like holding back the emotions as best I could, trying to be as stoic as possible, like slowly losing that battle. And then she left. And I won't, well, not that I won't forget this, but like I didn't at the time because like she gave me a hug and then she kissed me on the cheek as she was leaving. And then she stopped like, as she was leaving my door, like, down my, like, path to, like, the her car, and she looked back, and I was like, don't fucking look wow, back. how poetic. I was like, god damn it. And then as soon as she left, like, I went back into my room and just called my mom, and again, like, repeat of what it was a couple years, like, Just broke prior. down crying. Just broke down crying again. And it was two opposite situations, but those two, like, a good cry 
Like you never forget a good cry because it just like your body feels really good after you like let it all out because it's just all that emotion just like built up and have that real physical release. It just feels amazing. And those are the two most prominent that I can remember right now. Jeez. Yeah. You're an emotional person. I'm a very emotional person. I've only I've only like truly had my heart broken once. And that was that was the big one. And uh you know, I was dating this girl at the end of high school, and then we were dating into college. I dated my first two years of college, and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to marry this girl. Like, this is my future. I was like, I'm going to wait till she graduates. I'm going to teach around her. We're going to live in central Massachusetts for the rest of our lives. It's going to be close how, to our how, parents. How romantic. How romantic. It's going to be, we're going to live this perfect life, and we had a happy relationship. And then, uh, like I talked about on previous podcasts, we were going through troubles, and uh, I I did not understand them. That was back when my anxiety was was physical. So I, I I was getting these things, and people were watching it happen. And they're like, "Dude, you're a mess." And I'm like, "No, we're so in love, and we're so fucking happy." <laughs> Slowly it, hanging on to like that last right. Like, so rip then of it. she broke up with me going right before my junior year, and because I was in this like fake world. My 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 world was shattered. I was shocked. I had no fucking idea. I I uh, was super dramatic. It was through FaceTime. She was going to school in Boston. I was going to school in New Hampshire, and she's like, "We're over." And I was like, "No, we're not." <laughs> and I'm crying. I'm a mess. And then I was like, "I'm coming down to see you." So I made my roommates drive me down to Boston oh, to no. go see her and return all her shit to her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm I couldn't drive myself because I was filled with too many tears. <laughs> I couldn't see. How was that car ride? <laughs> it was not a not a happy car ride. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? Did it kind of go by fast? Because I feel like no. When you have oh those God, mo- no. Oh, it didn't. It oh, I, was, just I was texting you guys. I was texting my family. I was like, "It's over." I was like, "The thing I defined myself so much as was done," and that was that was the thing that was really, really hard for me. Was it wasn't the breakup? I mean, I love her. I still love her. I was attached to her for years after, um, and I don't regret that at all. And I, I she's always going to be an important person to me. But that night when I was laying in my bed, I was like, who am I without Monica? And that's when I was like, holy fuck, what is wrong with me? I I made my my identity was based around being the boyfriend of Monica. And like I'm saying her name a lot right now. And I just realized that. Um, But and that's that that. That's why I think heartbreak is so fucking important for you because it, it puts things really in perspective. Well, it's the most literal slap in a face that like you can ever experience. Besides a slap in the face. Yeah, which <laughs> is I've the most slapped. literal. I've, I've, been, I've been slapped in the face. Before. Oh, there you it's go. I've never yeah. been slapped in the face in a it was, non-ironic it, way. Ironically, I got slapped in the face and like it didn't really re- like resonate until like a year later. But besides the point. I slapped um, you in the face like last weekend when we were drinking, but. Did you? That was two weekends ago? Two weekends ago. You slapped me in the face? Probably. I don't remember getting slapped in the face. I don't know. I do that a lot with friends. Dave oh, we kind of were pushing around a little bit. I, I rolled my ankle. A little rough. I was like, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What were you saying? Anyway. um, no, Yeah. Like, you, it's that slap in the face. It's the cold water. Whatever you want to say. Like, it really just makes you almost snap out of, like, this trance. Because, like, when you're in the thick of a relationship, um... 
I can like, especially for me, like it just like it does feel a little surreal. Like you're just so like you're everything's elevated, right? Like, yeah. You can't do anything wrong. Like everything else around you, like feels amazing. Like every day is just like this cool. Like you're floating basically through life, and then someone yanks you back down to the ground, and you're like, "Holy shit! I was living in a fucking delusional state." Yeah, you're in a cloud. You're absolutely in a cloud, <clears throat> and I, I think that's so important. And it's really interesting because I think I've learned the most from heartbreak. Like I said, we're on this this journey to find love, and we're always thinking about it. We're always thinking. Yeah, you go in a room, you're like, maybe, maybe I'm gonna find my wife today, and like that's the thing. I say that every day. But the the things that have shaped you the most are are when you're like, oh, this is the one, and she's like, fuck you, dude, I don't like you, and. I think that's good because I think I care more about the people around me because of losing the the person I thought I care about the most. So maybe romantically I have my my struggles. Maybe I have commitment issues and stuff like that. Um, but I think I'm a better friend and more caring to my family and all this stuff because it's like I cherish that love. And that's the thing that a lot of like young couples do like when they're first starting off is that you become so ingrained in the other person's life that you tend to maybe push those that were there first and those that are going to be there longer to the side. And I think that's really a dangerous thing to do. I know that like in some of my early relationships, I very much like took my family for granted. And it's funny because I actually almost was like Winnie Foster in a sense. Cause like I would meet these, like my girlfriend's families and be like, and they'd like eat me up. Cause I was just like this character that they're, daughter or niece was dating so i could be like this whole new person and just like it was this fun and exciting guy. exactly it was fun and new exciting and then like my mom would give me shit like oh you're gonna eat lunch over there again i'm like shut up mom and then who am i going to once the breakup happens it's right back to them and they're it's still your mom, there yeah. and your friends and yeah you really i mean you appreciate those people because those people are always going to be there and that's who you should be turning to for, like, these feelings. Not, like, delusional feelings, but, like, for these good feelings, for these positive feelings, those friends cause the, and your family. Because, like, like you said, they're always there. Those are your rocks. Like, those people aren't going anywhere. No matter what kind of bullshit you do, they got you. While these relationships, like, anything could happen because, I mean, you're dealing with two independents, two independent variables, two human beings whose lives can change and whose thoughts and feelings can change Really, on a dime. Yeah. Have you ever had, like, a ridiculous breakup? Yes. That you were like, my heart's so broken, and then you look back, you're like, this is embarrassing. Um, Maybe not. Well, that the one that I had been broken up with, I looked back, and I was like, oh, man, I was kind of foolish for that one. Um, I, I can attest read, to that. I should have um, read the tea leaves. Yes, I remember that relationship that you're talking about. It's one of your uh, natural relationships. And let me tell you, you were like a possessed voodoo doll or something like that talking about that relationship. You're talking, I was like, Connor has no idea what state he's in right now, <laughs> let alone that he's in love or not. No, and that was crazy. Like, I honestly, if I look back at it, it had all the same beats of, like, my typical, like, hookups in college. And I really just, like, for whatever reason, like, read too deep into it and just became, like, engulfed by it. Yeah. So I look back at that and I'm like, okay, well, it's funny because I've had many, I've had a couple like really good relationships that have lasted over a year. 
And then I've had a bunch of like smaller ones. So it's like I have all these experiences to kind of pull from to like learn. And a lot of them I haven't learned yet. So mm-hmm. that's not good. But those ones that stick out the most are definitely the ones when I'm looking back like now. I'm like, okay, when I eventually meet someone again, like I know what I need to do to like make this right as best I can. Yeah, I I think it's it's super interesting because it's like I I think I've gone through heartbreak multiple times in my life to my perception, but really I've only gone through heartbreak one time. And but like when I was a kid, I mean I was dating a girl in in eighth grade, and then she broke up with me, and that was I thought I I literally thought I was going through depression for a year, and like then I think about like I've been I've been writing a lot for the, for the website and and just personal therapy and a lot of it stems from like childhood and and things like that <laughs> heartbreak that emotion th- those strong emotions are very much like they drive a lot of the like things you do whether it's creative or physical like i remember the summer before my senior year I was dating this girl for like a couple months and we had Wait, a breakup. What up. year? Sorry, I missed it. So this was um, summer before senior year of college. Okay. Um, I dated this girl during the school year and like we went on a cruise together. And on this cruise, she like broke up with me. Oh, um, yeah. But like we were still together. It was weird. Um, remember, we got back to Mass. And I was just like, it was still like the same like feelings. It was just like, this isn't gonna work. And like she wouldn't pull the trigger, or like she did, but we were still dating. So like I think she was out. So then I had to cut it because I was like, I can't do this anymore. And like I spent the entire summer just like grinding. Like I ran five days a week, would lift five days a week. I think I went from weighing like 190 something pounds to like 185 in a summer. And it was all driven by, like, this desire to be, like, happy again and not Mm. be, like, distraught by breakup. So it was really productive. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, shit, I need someone to dump my ass so I can get back in shape. But, and I think that's super interesting because I think there's a lot of good that came within. I think you learned a lot. But did you learn anything about how to do, like, future relationships? Or are you just going to get into the same old shit? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm choking on water. It's all good. Um, I think I learned a little bit, but I think that each person you date is different and each situation is different. So you have to like... And that's hard. That's hard. It's so to hard. Not you have to be them. on your... It's funny to say, but you have to be on your toes like as you're kind of doing the dance, you know? Right. And know like, all right, here comes this all right, I've kind of experienced this before. Let me react this way. And it's like this constant dance, playing a game, like whatever fucking metaphor you want to put in there. Um, I don't know if I learned too much from that one, for sure, because I definitely (laughs) got back with that chick, and then the same shit happened again. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And then I've had, and then dated another person actually like a year ago coming into last summer when I first moved out here that I'm like, wait a minute, I've experienced this before. Right. I'm like, I know these signs. What am I doing? Yeah. But each time, and this is just who I am as a person, I'm like, no, this one's going to be different, I swear. Like, no, come on. I got this one. 
the amount of long distance relationships I've I've gotten in thinking, oh no, it worked this time is astonishing. Can we please talk about so we've talked we've ha- we've had conversations about your long game before. Okay. Yeah. So where does that like stem from? Um and then relate that to like the, your different relationships. Like especially with ones that were like the long game probably doesn't work. Where the long like game the, doesn't work? Like a long like these long distance ones or like just like these Come on. Like, if you look at it back in hindsight, you're like, I, this shouldn't have happened. Um, I, uh, where do I start? Yeah, that's a great question. The long game, I always talk about that. I think I'm much worse at it than I, I give, like, myself credit. So it's just playing the joke at this <laughs> it's point. It's playing then. the joke at this point, but I definitely had it at some point. I mean, I had, uh, I don't meet girls immediately to date. Like I don't go on first dates or stuff like that. It's like I I make friends with them and then and then it grows and it can grow either way. It can grow into a friendship or it can grow into that. And maybe I'm just doing it to say like for my own ego that I'm like oh I'm not into her. We're just friends. I don't want to mess with that friendship. <laughs> but like you talked about like you uh, sometimes you struggle where you're like I don't have a lot of girlfriends around me. I try to date a lot of girls that I'm near. I had the exact opposite problem i have a bunch of girlfriends around me and a bunch of girls that it's like i would never want to fuck with because i don't want to fuck with the friendship uh maybe it's like maybe we have a connection maybe we don't who fucking knows but the long game just started with is i'm not good at i'm not good at being cocky in that in that essence i know Mm -hmm. i can be cocky about things but like there's something about dating that I it, it makes me so nervous and I don't know how to approach that I'm like I'm like if I had this mentality that I'm not gonna it's not my goal to get her now it's my goal to get her later and then I then I'm playing the nice guy thing and gotcha. so what works out in my favor is that if it works out, it works out well. I That girl I was talking about that I dated for like two and a half years. We were friends for like six months. We got really close. I knew everything about her. Before we even started dating, I, I felt the connection. She felt the connection. We both knew about the connection. And it was clear at this point. We didn't even have to say it. That's how clear it was. I've had situations where, uh, uh-oh, I don't feel a connection. Someone else does feel a connection then boom you're an asshole because you've toyed with someone for months and you're like you you've taunted it you've teased it and then you're like you know what i'm not into it and then it's like oh fuck i fucked this one up yeah i felt that one before and you like try to like find that connection within yourself and but it's just not there and you know it's not there but you continue to force it because you don't want to hurt this other person but at the same time you're still hurting them and honestly those feelings are sometimes worse than heartbreak. Yeah, and then um, I'll talk about like the the most the most recent one for me. The long game. The the long in one night. Di- the long distance. Yeah, so I didn't. I met a girl at a at a bar in Nashville, and I started dating her for. We dated for six months, and the the biggest thing I learned when I was dating Monica, the girl I dated for two and a half years, was that love isn't enough. And it wasn't a lack of love that we ended. It was a lack of we were drifting in different directions and our lives weren't going in the same direction anymore. So I learned that. I learned that there's just more to it than this this emotional connection. 
So I started dating this girl from Nashville and, and we had the emotional connection. It was really great. It was really fun. But we were 2,000 miles away from each other. And and it... That's, Talk about going in different directions. It's not... And I didn't learn my lesson the the first time, the first couple times I did long-distance relationships. And I really hurt her. And I had trouble with that because I find... Like, I learn a lot from getting hurt. I learn absolutely nothing from hurting people. And I, I get nervous and I get scared and I get defensive and then i disappear and that's like i talk about how i don't commonly date stuff like that i i don't want to hurt people and i don't know how to say it without sounding like a narcissist i i think i do well i think i'm appealing to the opposite sex i think i'm cute enough uh with the you face just just own it dude you are i, th- you I think are. i you like I, I think i'm cute enough uh physically and then i i think i'm charismatic so so that's that's not a problem it's not a problem for meeting someone it's a problem for me being able to detach myself and be like i'm i'm willing to get hurt and i'm willing to hurt them that's what's really fucking hard for me that acceptance to say maybe it won't work out but we can have so much fucking fun in the in the meantime i can't accept that because i'm like i'm gonna fucking hurt them at the end I've had no issue with that part. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. I just have no, it. I don't it's, know what I know, it is. But it's, it's just still a funny blanket it's, statement. So I take your long game and just crumble that shit up and throw it in the trash because I very much go to, I'm interested in you. Let's try to do something. <clears throat> and then it's either going to be, it starts as fun. And then hopefully in the back of my mind turns into something, um, more than that. Okay. So I take that approach with things. And I've had a couple, like, I've had, I can be very flirtatious as a person, especially with women, like, when talking to them and dudes. I don't know. Yeah, you're um, a very flirtatious person. So super flirtatious. And I don't want to come off like that because then that leaves me in a point where I don't have a lot of friends that are women, you know? Right. Because if I'm always being flirtatious, then people are going to misconstrue my intentions and think that I'm just trying to get with them, which is like 50% of the time. But no, that leaves me in a spot where then I start dating these people that I get close to and that I want to be friends. But now we've thrown in sex. We've thrown in this dating aspect to it, and that complicates everything. Like I've had a couple friends over the years that I've lost because of my decision to essentially just have sex with them and try to make them a girlfriend. And then I realize they're better as a friend, but at that point we're too far gone. Exactly. That's what I could not possibly do. And that's why I do the long game. And and it's not fun. I mean, my my long game is really just for clarity. Okay. That's what it is. It's about knowing those answers before you get into it. And that's why uh, it might not be the longest game. If you think about it in terms of, like maybe we only know each other for a month or two before. That doesn't seem too long. Some people date for that long to but figure you're at least, it out. You're establishing. You have like a standard, but it's like, for like a it's like we're to gonna it. date for for a year or two. Like it's not. I yeah. don't. I don't go into it and be like maybe we'll have a fun uh, fling. It's like okay, let's see. When am I gonna meet your family? Like <laughs> it's like it's already calendar events. Thing. It's already planning that stuff out. I got a Google Calendar alert for two weeks from now. Um, I asked this question, and uh, we go from there. 
Yeah, I might Sick. as well meet your family on our second date because I'll see them in two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well go to this concert because I think that this third song on the set list could be our song. And fast forward three years when we're married, uh, we'll go see yeah. them again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think I think this all shapes us. Uh, even if we don't learn it all, I think I think Connor, you've been a better person since you've had your heart broken. I hope so. Mm. I really hope so. Um, I've still fallen for the same traps, um, which is my own fault. I have my own weaknesses um, when it comes to relationships and dating. But, yeah, I've definitely, I think I've grown in the time. I'm trying not to be as dreamer as I once was. So I, I love the hopeless bit. romantic in you. I do too, but it's just like, I don't know. It can set you up for failure. And oh, yeah. I'm also a hopeless romantic. I do very much wear my heart in my sleeve. We both do. That's why we are, we're friends. Yeah. And actually, you know, I might pivot really quick. I still, when I think when I do find that next person or if I find that one connection with someone, I'm going to go and be all in Connor again. Look at you. You completely I, I, changed your opinion. I don't know, but that's just... <laughs> one thought process. Yeah, because I look at it and I'm like, who am I fucking kidding? Like, yeah, I'll be more mature about it, but I'm still going to go in and be this goofy, like, hopeless romantic that I am. Like, that's who I am as a person. I feel like that's my charm, that I'm this goofy, like, emotional kid. Dude. I don't know. Boyish yeah. kid? Whatever you want to say. I'm the type of guy that would say to a girl, would you like to go steady? Like, that term. As a joke? Yes, as, like, as a joke. As a, seri- as a joke, but as a serious As play. a joke, but very serious intentions. <laughs> um, and, like, people wouldn't be like, that's a fucking weird thing for you to say. They're like, it makes sense that Mike said that. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I got you on that one. We have a bit, like, we're similar in that sense. Um... What's a funny breakup that you've gone through, though? Have you ever had a funny one? I don't know. I feel like we should end this pod. You want to end on that? All right, it's, 30, it's 30 minutes. we got to end these ones. we got to keep them shorter. All right, all right, We'll all right. tease it, yeah. <laughs> Side pod. Side pod. Um, 10 minutes of us just riffing about funny breakups. Oh, I'll tell one very quickly. I was dating a girl... Um, we were trying to, I was trying to be a modern guy. And it's like, we can, we don't have to like be exclusive, whatever. Just don't sleep with your old boyfriend. Uh, that's the only person <laughs> you can't sleep with because I don't want to get involved. He's in love with you, whatever. Uh, and then she slept with him <laughs> and uh, she didn't tell me I was on her. Like we were on her Facebook together and then he like messaged her about like a great night last night. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't be reading this. Should I? <laughs> that's not for me. And she was like, Right. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, I would like to end this pod because this was a very revealing pod for me, and I hate it because this is the stuff I like to keep personal. Uh, Mike feels gross. I feel very uncomfortable. I feel great. I could keep going. You could keep talking about your, your personal love life forever. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm just going to subliminally write about it in stories. <laughs> So uh, that's a hint for all of you listeners slash readers out there. Deep dive into Mike's stories and figure out who they're about. Oh, God, I revealed so much this time. I need to hang up. Okay. All right, <laughs> I love you. Love you too, Mike. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.
chest. <laughs> 